This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach, and for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. If this podcast is about helping me and the me's of the world come to grips with a genre of media and overcome the genre prejudice that we spoke a little bit about last week, um then I think I probably just need to declare that I might have a bit of an eggshell skull. And Shag, this is a concept that you might be familiar with. There's a great book by Bree Lee released a couple of years ago, years ago that had, had, had that in the title. But essentially, it's a concept of tort law where you take your victim as you find them. So let's say you get in a fight with someone and you punch them in the head lightly and their head explodes because they have an eggshell skull, right? You go, oh, fuck, like it was just a bar fight. Like I shouldn't have to have liability for killing someone when it was just a bit of rough and tumble at a pub, right? The answer to that is no. Due to the eggshell skull rule, you take your victim as you find them. If they were abnormally sensitive to getting killed in a fight in a pub, tough. Uh, you're responsible for their death in the fight in a pub, even though it might not have killed someone else who, because most of us don't have eggshell skulls. We're very fortunate. Um your victim did have an eggshell skull, and so eat shit. You got to wear the wear the consequences of the eggshell skull rule. Um, I was watching Succession the other day, and I realised that I might have an eggshell skull. <laughs> this is a TV show that a lot of people like a lot. I'm sort of three and a half episodes in, and I find the cinematography almost impenetrably bad and amateurish. <laughs> And I find it so distracting that I can barely focus on what's going on. It's a lot of circa sort of English office 2002 Parks and Rec 2011 sort of zoom in, zoom out, cutty, jumpy, weird executions. Um, And it's sort of shot a little bit, oh, maybe like a sketch comedy show from like 15 years ago. Um, The production values are insane but I just find the actual visual style to be almost incomprehensible. That means I might be an an eggshell skull media consumer. And so that any project to try to bring me to a new form of media um, is up against it. It's it's up against a challenge because you're dealing with someone who can barely understand one of the most celebrated pieces of media released in recent years. I mean- So I just sort of wanted to say that as a bit of a disclaimer. I just want to say two things. So first of all, I love your eggshell skull- explainer and i kind Mm. of love that that's a legal principle because i've always been really pissed off by comedians people like ricky gervais who are like if you are offended it's your fault sort of thing Uh, and that's something we've taken on mm. into spooko in recent times because i believe Mm. that if you're going to accept the plaudits and is that, yeah. is that the right word? Is Pla- it plaudits? I say, I say plaudits, Pla- but I don't know if what you're, you're saying. Accept yeah. the, if you're going to accept it's one of those words you only ever read, you never hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. But if I'm going to accept the plaudits and, you know- And the money. The praise from a work I put out in the world, mm. then I also have to accept that, you know, like, it's not fair to be like, yeah. people laughed at my jokes, 
therefore, uh, yeah, and I made them laugh. People are offended. That's not my fault. That to me makes no sense. As yep. to, you, the fact that you can t- you can say one is not attributed to you and one is. So I love that. If you take the applause, you got to take the booze. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. I think is, which I think is which I think is right. Mm. But the other thing, can we just like briefly sidebar on Succession? And I believe yeah. this deeply, and I love succession and i think by the time this ep comes out succession is over and hopefully it ended well and hopefully it didn't end in a sort of game of thrones way where we've all forgotten that it exists oh, it would be funny if it was lost if it's like hey this is the afterlife I, I i think i think there's a there's a reason why succession is impenetrable in the way that you say not just in the mm. way it's shot but also in the way that it's basically just an hour plus of people having conversations that's all, that's all succession yeah. is. But I think there's a feeling that everybody who enjoys succession, and mm. I'm including myself in this, deep mm. down while they're watching it is like, I'm so smart. Like, imagine, <laughs> imagine understanding and getting this. Like, I'm a smart person. And I totally, like, I think the reason why succession is praised, not because, you know, it's a great show, but also everybody who watches it and likes it is like, I'm really smart for liking this. <laughs> So well, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Like a lot of it's sort of my day job stuff in there as well. Of like, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like there's a lot of, yeah, yeah, that's, you know, it, it, like it'd be you watching Mad Men or like whatever, like advertising firm of like, yeah, I guess that's pretty, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> close. I also think it's really funny the way that we often, we often praise shows and be like, that's pretty close to how it would be in reality. And it's like, yeah, so why good. is that a bar? Like, why is that good? Oh, but it's interesting, right? Like, I think we desire in shows that that feeling of reality. Like, I've watched The Crown, and I'm like, I that was a documentary. I learned all the facts, and I'm now aware of. I felt the same with The Crown. It's like, wow, they really did do the Queen badly. She is. Yeah, she was a strong. The relationship between Lizzie and Prince Philip was actually really nice. I actually had weird feelings about it, but I now understand the truth. And the way that the Queen had to hide her emotions—that's it's been really tough for old Lizzie. Yeah, it's good, like, crowd propaganda. Like, well, that was the name of the series the whole time. (laughs) Um, Because, so, yeah, like, I get wanting to be like, it's real, you know, in the Breaking Bad of, like, hey, we consulted drug dealers and we did 95% of what you need to do to make drugs, but we kept out the 5% that would have taught everyone how to make drugs. (laughs) And that, to me, increased my enjoyment of Breaking Bad as well, the idea that we're really messing around with something interesting. So... I suspect I've got a bit of an eggshell skull. Give me a few more eps, Shag, and, and you know, I'll, I'll likely get into it. But just at the moment, I'm kept at a sort of cold middle distance. So I think there's something, there, there's something comparable with horror where, mm. like, especially regional folk horror, where it's mm. all about bringing to life a, a, I guess, a regional folk story yeah. that's both for the local audience, but for an international audience to be like, these are the stories or these are the horror stories that we've told. Mm. These are the scary stories that have kept us at night in our corner of the world. And I think yeah, sometimes nice. that can be super effective. I, and I, like, I'm not, I am not trying to be dismissive of a country or a culture. And, and, and I know it's not like a get out of jail free card, but like there is, there is Irish in my, you know, I think I'm Irish Welsh. I think that's the main yeah, Irish Italian over here. Yeah, What's that's up? where it comes from. Mm. I just don't think Ireland in any way is scared. Like, there's nothing. Like, it's, you know when we did Oculus a couple of weeks ago, and Oculus is a great mm. film, but at the end of the day, it's a scary mirror, and I'm just not that scared of mirrors. <laughs> in the same way, yeah. it's like it's an Irish folktale. It's like 
in like tell oh, me, like, not oh, an no, Irish no, but, but honestly, seriously, yeah. if I was like, this is an Irish folk horror story, surely the first thing that pops in your head is not that sounds scary. Yeah, look, I I agree. Um, you know, if I'm like, here's a J horror story or a K horror story about a demon girl who'll like come and suck your like bones out of your fucking face, and you're like, oh, that's pretty intense. <laughs> I'm just like, and, and it, like even when you hear all the Irish accents in this film, and it's just like, it's just lovely, like that, just, like <laughs> just just have a crack or like whatever the word crack crack is. It's like we we can sort this all out and have a bit of. Cr- how do you use that word, Shag? That C R A I C word. I do, look, like, I don't know. Like, I am not in any way connected to okay. any of my heritage. Like, yeah, I don't nice. Know. I make fresh pasta and pizza dough. And stuff. <laughs> you That's do actually. My- <laughs> you do. You do. You yeah. do. You do. But you're not the guy at the restaurant who overpronounces the word. Hey, Miss Scusi, I'm not fucking Stanley Tucci, who <laughs> I still like for some reason, but also drives me mad. At the same time. You have a real Stanley Tucci vibe to you, I think. Yeah, you it's are the, the you are. If if I was to combine two celebrities to make you, it'd be Tony Yayo and Stanley Tucci. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Tony Tucci. <laughs> Tony, oh, yes. Tony Tucci, <laughs> fuck. This is how great <laughs> nicknames are born. Like, Peach is a great nickname, but Tony Tucci. (laughs) Tony Tucci. (laughs) I'll take it. All right. So, today, (laughs) Friendship Homework Era continues Mm. with a suggestion. Another film I'd never heard of. Actually, quite a successful film, but Mm. handicapped by the fact that I will never find Ireland scary in any way. This is an Mm. Irish horror film from 2015 called The Hallow. In Rome, they call it scuzzarera. <laughs> you can't do that. No, you actually can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Stanley Tucci couple. <laughs> What's the movie called again? <laughs> <laughs> it's called The Hallow. The Hallow. God, no. Me neither. Adam, can you check the attic, please? The roof's falling in. It's an old place. Everything's okay. Okay? You're making people nervous. He's in the forest again, is he? He's trespassing. It's dangerous for him. They believe that the forest that you're trampling on belongs to the hollow. Hollow. Fairies, banshees, baby stealers. So you believe that? Mr. Hedgins, this is in London. Things here go bumping at night. Just baby dreams. Stay here. Lock the door. If you trespass upon them, they'll trespass upon you. You should never have come here! Oh, come on, that's scary. Having a having a child kidnapped and stuff, that's that's pretty scary. I mean, look, I think this film is good. But like mm. I said before, it oculuses itself by making the antagonist set in, well, making the antagonist live in Ireland. Because it's like, okay. Australia- it's a real Tony Tucci. It is a real Tony Tucci. Australian 
bush at night, fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah, hugely. American, like, forests or swamps at night, mm. fucking terrifying. Irish countryside, charming as fuck. Like, pour me a Guinness, put me on the back porch with, like, a book or next to a fireplace. That Doesn't that just sound delightful? Uh, look, I'm afraid I'm with you, Shag. You want me over. I'll, I'd be like, oh, the Banshee's coming. I wonder if it'll have a crack, if it'll enjoy a bit of a crack. It's, that, it th- it's that thing where it's like, we're going to make Banshee scary. And it's like, I just don't think you can. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thank you for trying to scare me. I appreciate the effort. It was I pretty believe, scary. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, you. I know you tried. And I that's know. really cool. And like, the thing is, there's like fucking eyeball stabbing in this movie, right? Like uh, okay. people describe it as the Irish evil dead. And part of me is like, that just sounds hilarious. <laughs> you can't, <laughs> what? You can't do that. That doesn't exist. What? Uh, anyway, it is the Irish evil dead. Let's go. Okay. So. <laughs> Could be called the invitation. Well, it was originally called The Woods, which I'm even like, well, guys, come on. You can't just... That is that thing where it's like you couldn't even copyright that name. It's like there are heaps of movies about The yeah, Woods. Yeah, amazing. I think Into the Woods came out the same year, and so they would be like, Ooh. <laughs> All right. So, The Hallow, 2015, Irish folk horror. Starts with Adam Hitchens, a British conservationist specialising in plant and fungal life. His wife, Claire, played by... I, I, I don't know if she identifies as Australian. She grew up in Australia. Mm. Her name's um, Boyana Nova, uh, Novakovic, who you might know if you looked her up. She Yeah, she had a ring of familiarity, but it was like, cool, cool. Weirdly, That's when I looked her up, I'm like, oh, wow, she's our age. Uh, like, And it's that weird thing when an actor is your age. I just That always feels weird to me. But, like, she, she graduated in, you know, the year we graduated in. She went to NIDA, where all Australian actors go starred in a lot of local films, TV shows and stuff, and has made her way to Irish folk horror. To the Hallows, yeah. So, British conservationist who specialises in fungal life, Adam, Mm. his wife Claire and their baby son Finn travel to a remote Irish village surrounded by a large forest. And from the beginning, it's that classic, the locals being like, we don't want you here. Like, yeah, get out of here. You don't belong here. This is Folk horror is good at that in fairness. Like, Shag, I know this one hasn't got under your skin. But the, like, we don't like your tap brown hair yeah. kind of folk horror vibe. But, but it is. And again, I mean no disrespect, but it's like, we don't like your tape around here. It's like, <laughs> like, it just doesn't work. Even the Australian one where it's like, we don't like your type around here, mate. It's like, that's that. Yeah, you know, it's like Wolf Creek, mm. which we've never covered and we will. Mm. Wolf Creek properly taps in to yeah, the fear. real fear of Australia outside urban areas that, very comfortable Australians have, and we probably don't admit, but it's very, very real and very true. Anyway, so, while exploring the forest with Finn, Adam stumbles upon an- And Finn, remember, Finn is like, I can't place the baby baby. age, but it's Mm. somewhere between zero and one because Finn can't walk yet, but Finn Mm. can smile and is is clearly not like- Like, it's not in the first six weeks of its life. Yeah, okay. So, while exploring the forest with Finn, Adam stumbles upon an animal carcass with a strange fungal substance that has burst open the body. And it's very black and slimy and cool looking. They've got Mm. a bit more of a budget in this film than we did last week. Yeah, nice. Adam takes a sample and returns home with Finn, while Claire has an encounter with a local called Colum. It's Colum Donnelly. I haven't heard that name before, but I really like it. Colum Donnelly, who seems unhappy that the family has moved in. And is is particularly unhappy about uh, particularly unhappy about Adam 
roaming the woods. He's like, you, you can't roam the woods. And it's kind of like these are our woods, but you don't belong here and you really shouldn't be out in the woods. Yeah, you flew here, we grew here, stay the fuck out of our woods. Yeah, yeah. I'm about it. That night, the window in Finn's room is broken while he's sleeping. While the couple suspects the culprit is Colm in an attempt to scare them away, the police arrive and suggest that a bird flew in. The officers inform them of the legend about the surrounding forest, that it mm. is inhabited by the Hallow, a breed of fairies, banshees, and baby stealers, in inverted commas. That's 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 a pretty intense warning, but it's odd for a cop to be like, oh, it could be the, um, <laughs> the fairy monsters in the forest. Look, it's a bird or they're baby stealers. Yeah. It's not a human person who is apparently motivated to freak you out. <laughs> Stop suggesting weird stuff. Later, Adam spots strange movement in the woods and Claire is puzzled by the fact that the windows of the house are all covered in iron bars. The next day... Adam and Finn arrive in town to replace the broken window, where they are treated coldly by the villagers who repeat the legend of the hallow. Colum arrives at the house again, frightening Claire, and warns her to leave before giving her an old book. Can I say, as someone mm. who probably has a ghost living in the attic, I totally <laughs> empathise with the lead characters in horror films where people are like, you've got the hallow, and you just like, there's, it doesn't exist. And even if it does, it probably doesn't. It's probably me gaslighting myself into believing. Well, this is maybe the practical joke thing, as we've been saying. We keep saying, like, nah, practical joke. Someone's got me again. Totally. Totally. You just, yeah. I found my magnetic microphone base, by the way, so I'm not haunted anymore, so I'm fine. But also, all of these films are usually metaphors for, to your point, like xenophobia. Mm. So if the film is a metaphor for xenophobia, of course, in real life, you'd be like, well, it probably is the thing that this is a metaphor for, (laughs) which is people who don't want us around, (laughs) right? Like, it's probably not the metaphor. It's probably the thing it's a metaphor for. It turns out to be dementia. (laughs) (laughs) On the drive back, Adam's car breaks down and he discovers when he opens the bonnet, the fungus substance has entered the engine of his car. As he investigates the rest of his car, like he goes around to the boot to get out, I Mm. guess, like a tire iron or something. Something Mm. pushes him into the boot and locks him in. He wakes up and he hears Finn crying and like, like, you know, slashes on the, you know, like footsteps on the top of the car and like evil sounds. He manages to break out through the back seat when he comes to. He finds Finn unharmed, but the car covered in scratch marks. Unnerved. Adam and Finn return home on foot as night falls, and Claire tells unnerved. Them- unnerved. Uh, like, oh, that was a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think there might be something going There's on. There's something. Something's yeah. going. Yeah, something's fishy. <laughs> and Claire oh, tells him about Colum. Adam tells Claire to call the police and arms himself with a shotgun. The power goes out and they find the house has been ransacked. They decide to flee to the car, but when they get to the car, the creatures the villagers have warned them about arrive and oh, hey, approach hey, the us. Yeah, they all sort of, they, they're, they're, they're just humans in scary suits. Uh, okay. They're all sort of fungally. They've got sort of like skull heads and they walk on all fours. So they sort of scurry through the woods. Adam... Claire and Finn get in the car and drive away. They manage to make it start, but the creatures cause them to crash into a ravine and they retreat back into the house. While looking out a keyhole to see if the creatures are still there, 
Adam is stabbed in the eye by a stinger from one of the creatures. And it's one of those scenes where we keep seeing a profile of the keyhole and his eyeball. And it's like, why do we keep cutting back to his eyeball? Like, why is it there? Yeah, sick. And then maybe on the third shot of his of his eyeball and the keyhole, we see a stinger go, and it's a really quick shot. Like it, it probably lasts like half a second. We yes. see a stinger go and penetrate his eyeball, and it's, it's gross. It's, it makes me think maybe an Irish Evil Dead could be a thing. It's the sort of thing where I'm like, <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. This happens. He, hmm. you know, and then something comes to the door. He opens the door, but he's got a torch, and he realizes as the thing flees from the torch, light repels them. So he arms Claire uh, with a torch as well. This is why they shut off the power. Yeah. Classic Hallows. Yeah. Hallows move. Claire and Finn flee into the attic while Adam goes to start the backup generator so they can get the power back on. They only just moved in. How does he know how to turn on the backup generator? This is- What? Yeah, okay. The creatures attack Claire and Finn and nearly stab Claire in the eye too. There's this wonderful shot where just a claw is like coming up through one of the floorboards. Yeah. And Claire has to like hold the floorboard down- but also move her body away in such a way that the hand can't reach her while calming Finn and, you know, making sure that he's not aware of the horrible things that are happening. Yeah, okay. Adam is, but, but like, uh, uh, you know, she's almost got, but Adam is able to start the generator and ward the attackers off. The couple barricades the house and locks Finn in a cupboard. They discover that Colm has left them a book and it's like a scary book that's covered in like, I guess it's like it's like an old book mm. with a very tactile cover, and inside it's all like ancient. I don't know what the pre-English okay. script is, but like whatever ye old like Middle English, yeah, probably so like type, Middle so English same. script and pictures of the Hallow. And we realise that what the Hallow do is the Hallow take your child and replace it <sighs> with a changeling. Oh, I hate that! I hate that. So they've locked Finn in a cupboard and they've got a monitor in there and Claire's like, I'm really worried about Finn. Meanwhile, Adam is starting to change. Like the, 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 the thing that's been stabbed in his eye is clearly starting to turn him into a hallow himself. And oh he's like, God. don't worry, we don't need to check on the baby. But Claire can't take it anymore. She opens and she sees like, a hallow with its hands around Finn and then disappear into, like, the walls of the house. Oh, no, no. One of the hallow manages to abduct Finn before his parents can stop it, and Adam breaks his leg, knocking himself unconscious. So Claire pursues the creature and Finn into the forest, uh, eventually finds Finn just floating in a pond. And well, not so, like I guess sort of half submerged, but not like not drowning, just sort of just sitting yeah, in a pond, basically. And she ret- retrieves Finn and takes him back to the house. That's the changeling. Adam sets his broken leg, and upon Claire and Finn's return to the house, begins to suspect that the Finn Claire rescued is actually a changeling. Claire refused to believe this, and the couple fight. They, this isn't quite right. The couple also fight because he's sort of turning into. A hallow. A hallow. Like, and, uh, and there's a scene yeah. where, he, where he, he's like, he, he, we see from his perspective that Finn looks like a hallow to him. So he's trying to stab it with an old rusty needle. And, like, he's basically holding an old rusty needle over a baby. Didn't love it. 
There's a lot of baby Ugh. harming in this film. But they're really Ugh. going for they're really trying to make Irish folk horror a thing. And even <sighs> even with the baby stabbing, I'm a bit like, well, we're in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you crazy. You guys are crazy for this one. <laughs> so the couple fight as Claire notices Adam starting to mutate via the fungus injected into him through the stinger. Claire manages to take Finn into, I think, the basement. Adam follows. Claire picks up a scythe and, like, swings it at him. He has a moment where he's like, oh, I'm, I'm the normal Adam again, until we realise that the scythe is connected and the wound on his chest opens and he doubles down onto the floor. So we kill him. We kill we, Hallow well, Adam. Well, we've disemboweled him with this scythe. Yeah, nice. But he's also Hallow, so maybe that doesn't necessarily 100% kill him. Ugh. So, and we know it's not a changeling, baby? Well, well, wait. So Claire okay. stabs Anik. Like, it's weird that it says stabs. Claire disembowels Adam with a scythe, which is oh, not God. stabbing, and panics, mm. fleeing into the forest with Finn because it's like they were safe in the house, but now she's not because there's a hallow in the house, so she's got to run away. Yes. Adam wakes up, realises that he's not dead because of the hallow, but he also realises he's slowly changing into it, so he's like, I need to go and at least protect them tonight. So he takes the scythe, wraps it in like an oily rag, lights it on fire, so he has a fire scythe, which, again, any other film might be like, this rules, but it's just a quaint <laughs> Irish fire scythe. <laughs> this is the Evil Dead chainsaw arm moment. Right, but and it's Jake, a cool you're, moment. You're still like, ah, whatever, yeah. Right, okay. But it is a really cool moment. Yes, yeah, Claire escapes the forest running to a nearby house for help, where we revealed it's Colm's house. So Colm's like, I had a daughter, Cora, they took her, and I'm not letting you come to this house. And she's like, please, just take the baby. And he's got a shotgun pointing at them, and he's like, no, I told you to leave. You didn't leave. This is your fault. You need to leave right now. So he sends Claire and Finn away at gunpoint, claiming that the Hallow took his daughter, Cora, as well, as we said. Adam enters the Hallow's nest, and retrieves the rip. So, so enters the Hallow's nest. There's lots of Hallows, but they're all keeping their distance because he's got this flame scythe. Yeah. And then he notices a like a little girl Hallow <gasps> holding the baby, and he's like, "That's Cora. That's the Cora that disappeared, who's now fully transformed into a Hallow. But that baby is the real Finn, and the real Finn hasn't transformed yet. So he rescues the real Finn." He finds Claire in the woods and he's now half transformed and he's like, we need to swap babies. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, no, 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 no. I promise you, you've got the changeling. I have the real Finn. Oh, that's actually pretty intense. They, they get attacked, but now Adam's like super strong and super hollow. So he manages to fend them off a bit and Claire is able to fend some of them off with a camera flash he has. He manages to convince her that it is the real Finn. They swap babies before Adam is fatally wounded by one of the characters. Uh, like, it does one of those, like, punches him through the chest with its, like, fungus hand, which is, like, a okay. pretty full-on way to die. Um, so she runs away. The sun rises and forcing them to retreat. We cut back mm. to Hallow, Adam, and the baby both lying on the forest floor. And mm. Adam smiles as the bait and again i'm like i don't know why we needed to say it's weird how kind of like it comes back to hanukkah's point with funny oh, games fucking hell oh my fucking god 
Um, Al just came into the room and like waved. I didn't hear her into the house. I thought I was in the house by myself. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I, uh, not a ghost. Have you finished recording? No, I'm in the middle of hearing the fucking scariest story ever. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm doing a podcast about doing them. I'll leave you to finish. Won't be long. Love you. All right. Okay. All right. And I do need to go. So let's let's finish this. Yeah, let's get this. You, you can quick. leave all that in, of course. That's. I think that would be pretty cool. I think it would fun. be cool. But yeah, I want to go yeah. back to like you know maybe Haneke had a point about what people want to see because this film director is like we probably mm. need to see this hallowed baby sort of melt and then calcify in the sun. Like, we probably oh, need to see. Oh, yeah. Okay. We, like, and it's weird. It's weird. We see this baby basically, like, start to, like, sizzle and its skin start to, like, sizzle in the sun. And then we see its, like, skin come off and it turn into a skeleton. And I'm like, there are so many ways to show a, a, it, an evil baby. It was, like, all we need to know is it was a changeling. Yeah, yeah. That's all we needed to know. That's all we need. And it was like it was like the audience needs to see this baby, oh, <laughs> this baby God. die. Anyway, so, so that, much harming of babies in this. It's not. It's not cool. And that happens. Think. That happens. It's not a crack. It is not a crack at all. <laughs> it's, there's no good crack going on there. <laughs> it's not good, good crack. Great crack. So so that happens. Adam's happy, and they both die in the sunlight. So while Adam's dying from his wounds, Claire escapes to the house. And when she finally gets into the house, she basically breaks down and cries with Finn in his hands. Mm. Later, as the credits roll, and this is actually a really cool point, it just cuts to the Irish, we assume the Irish woods being logged, and you're just like, this is a bit weird. And it's about like two or three minutes of it, while we, it's just this single shot going over like the, the actual trees being felled to the trees being packaged and put onto trucks until we mm. finally get a close-up of a, a truck with the logs and we notice that the fungus substance is revealed to be on several logs as they're being driven away. And that's the end of the film, which part of me is like, I don't think I was ever scared about the hallow getting out of Ireland. Like, I guess, like, I liked that ending, but then when the more I thought about it, I'm like, I'm not scared of the hollow. And even if I find, like, a fungus tree in my backyard, I still don't think I'm going to be scared of the baby-stealing hallow. Yeah, uh, uh, like uh, that does leave more questions than answers, which I guess, as we've revisited before, we sort of don't really want to know everything in watching horror. And it's like, oh, I thought it was the forest they were linked to, not <laughs> trees themselves individually. I sort of had an idea they were like eternal and probably were location specific. Well, I think I think it's probably that it's this fungus that has turned people into the hallow over generations. And they call it the hallow, but it's actually a fungus that turns you into these baby stealing yeah. creatures although there's a moment where colm's like that's what the hallow like claire's like take my baby and he's like no it's your own fault that's what they do they take what you love most and i don't think fungus i, I guess it's like it's they're either yeah. an irish folk legend and they're baby stealing fairies or it's a fungus that doesn't care about what you love most so yeah yeah i, yeah, I don't know so, where we land there so it, 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 if we take the final shot on its face 
It's the latter, isn't it? It's yeah. a baby stealing fungus that turns local creatures into baby stealers. And, and maybe that's how it spreads because it like replaces your baby with a with a changeling. With a, yeah, changeling. And then it gets more people and then you spread it because you now have a baby that's actually made of fungus. But the fungus couldn't survive in the sunlight, I <laughs> no, should no, think. That's a, that's a really good point. How does that work? Yeah, well, I guess we're talking. I mean, if we talk about horror endings, about not wanting everything explained, maybe I don't want it explained. Maybe this is how I want to feel after seeing a horror movie. Not scared of Irish (laughs) folk. Just confused. (laughs) Confused. Uh, This was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up?